Hello, welcome to another episode of People and Penny. My name is Noma, and on today's episode, we have with us. Introduce yourself, drum rolls. <laughs> My name is Alexander Chidiabere Ashimole, um, but I'm usually known as Lex Ash. Okay. So, um, I want to get out of the way first. Okay. I'm such a fan girl of your music, Thank but we're not here to talk about your music, uh, the music part of you, right? Okay. We're here to talk about um, the business of photography. So um, basically, okay. how do you get into photography? Like, how? How does so, one get into photography? When I was born. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me just get into it. So, so I, I started out doing graphic design. Yeah. Um, I used to... Um, so I, I randomly, you know, walked into my older brother's room when we were in uni and saw him. He wrote my mom's name in a very interesting way on Photoshop. That time I didn't know what Photoshop was. Um, but uh, I saw it and I was like, okay, how did you do this? And then he gave me the software and I was like playing with it. And then after a while, I was able to use it to do whatever I needed to do. Fast forward to my third year in university, we were having this college week. And... Um, I think they decided that they wanted to do a photography, uh, what's it called, uh, seminar for a workshop for people who were interested in that kind of thing. They did for a lot of different skills and stuff. So for some reason, I was the one that you know took charge of that process, and like that was my first you know, introduction to photography. I wasn't able to sit in for the workshop because I was you know organizing everything, but. Um, yeah, I kind of just was able to see, you know, that this is something that people are exploring. And, and plus the fact that, you know, there were no lot of pictures of black people on the internet at that time that I would use for my graphics design. So it was only always white people, white people. So I kind of just took, kept at the back of my mind that maybe this is something that I would do. And then my friend got the camera and then he would let me use it. And I loved gadgets. So I would just take the camera and play around it and see what I could do. And then over time, I started getting people say, okay, this is actually a nice thing yeah. that you have. So... Um, every time I just, you know, that's how I started, you know, using the camera at all, you know, and figuring things out. Yeah, like, how long ago was that? The first time I would say I picked a camera was like 2011 ending slash 2012, yes. So, um, okay, so like, when you picked up photography, right, mm-hmm. like, at least children always used to have, like, professions you wanted to be when they grew up. Yeah. So, was photography anything you Slightly ever dreamed of, but nah. you become and just intercepts your other dreams. Or so, so I, I thought I was going to be a, a bunch of nondescript things, like it just didn't make sense. I was said I want to be a scientist, <laughs> I wanted to be a biochemist. Um, I, yeah, but I never thought, oh, art is something I was going to pursue. I was just good at art, but I never thought it was a career option. I think that was one of the things that was very interesting back in those days that weren't properly educated in the variety of things that you could do. Yeah. I only knew of law and journalism and acting. You know, I thought I thought those were the only options of things that you could do as an artist or, you know, if you went to arts class. Um, so I did not think arts was something that, you know, I was going to pursue, but I guess here we are. Who really uh, knows? Yeah. Well, like, what did you do in uni? I studied estate management. <laughs> okay, that's good. So, um, basically, um, right, when you discovered that, oh, okay, um, I think photography is something that I think that I can do mm-hmm. or I want to pursue. Mm-hmm. How did you go about, like, starting that journey, right? 
actually okay you also did essay management and we know that this is nigeria your parents want to send you to a really good school get a good degree and then you come there and tell them oh i want to become a photo person so like how, how did, did you I get, get into point? it yeah, so you know how I said that, you know, that was first my camera, but I didn't take it seriously. It was just something I was doing because I liked it, right? Yeah. So, um, in my, during my industrial training, I didn't have a camera, obviously. Um, my dad overheard me trying to get a camera to help somebody do something, and it was proving difficult. And I don't know what triggered in my dad's mind, because my dad is not this kind of person. Like you said, this kind of person goes to school, get a good job. You know, get married, that kind of <laughs> flow. But I don't know what got into him. He was just like, you know what? How, this camera that you are talking about, Seth, how much is it? I'm like, ah, I don't know. It can range from X Y Z to X Y Z. And it's like, if I get one for you, you are not going to allow it to disturb your studies. I was like, I could not answer immediately <laughs> because, like, it just seemed far fetched. And I, I couldn't still even believe it. You know, and I told him, yes, do not affect my studies. And then he's like, okay, let me know what the price range is. And, you know, so I went and did some research. And I think a few days later, we went to Ikeja and we spent, I can never forget, 95000 naira and got a Canon, my first ever camera. Yeah. This was in 2012, say maybe April. I was doing my industrial training at the time. So I took that camera back to school after, you know, the training and yeah um i've been taking pictures since then but then while i was also doing doing the dissertation uh, my friend sent me a link to something that unilever was doing yeah. they were looking for brand ambassadors in different universities and to do that you had to like write a you know like you had to creatively define sustainable development and i you know submitted an entry i wrote like a story and stuff like that and it made me a brand ambassador the reason why i'm telling you this story is because that was kind of like the one of the biggest steps into the fact of first of all the fact that my dad got me the camera secondly the fact that i became a brand ambassador yeah. to your foreign level but we weren't able to do much in school however when i was about to graduate i sent an email to my dad i gave him a breakdown of all the things that i was capable of all the things that i was hoping to do and how I was grateful that he sent me to school to study estate management, mm -hmm. but wanted to let him know that I was never going to practice estate <laughs> management and the prospects that I had. So in Leva, one of the advantages was the fact that you're going to become, you know, you're going to be first considered for yeah. an internship in situations like that. So um, I said that I was going to pursue that internship and then try and apply to RDGSs considering the skills I had in photography mm -hmm. and graphics design. So when I sent him that email, it was a very long email. I still, you know, <laughs> searched for it recently. Um, kind of just breaking down all the things that I could do, I was hoping to do. And, you know, I guess it kind of convinced him that, okay, this person is not just, you know, trying to waste his life away, yeah. you know, and my money did not, you know, go to waste, you know. <laughs> so yeah, that's, so that was the first kind of, the first major step in convincing my parents that something I wanted to do. And when I finished, I got to work straight away. I was going for, I, I, I did, Unilever coincidentally was having a seminar at that period, so I was going for it. Then I applied for a job. No, I didn't apply for a job, I asked for an internship. And the place I wanted to work in, I wanted to work in the ad, like the brand building department. Um, they said there was no opening there, and I refused to take any other offers they gave me. My parents were like, are you crazy? This is Lever Brothers. Lever Brothers. Lever Brothers. Remember that was the old name? Yeah. Uh, and I was like, 
yeah that's i just don't want to take anything for the mm. sake of it so later i was and i'll continue going for interviews at ad agencies and then later Unilever called me that they created a role for me in their corporate communications department and that was like my first proper job out of school and i worked there and i was earning and my parents were happy and mm-hmm. so little by little, little you know i was convincing them that okay this is something that i could do i think it helps that i rebelled early yeah. it helps that i was and i was always very communicative of what i wanted to do so it's not like i came to them with oh i don't have any plan but i'll just do this yeah you know and it kind of definitely helped okay so um how did you manage to move out of that corporate space right you were doing photography in unilever the funny thing is i wasn't doing i was in photography in Unilever. i was assist they had a photographer yeah. but every now and again i just pick up their camera and like you know take pictures of things yeah. that they needed um but yeah after Unilever, so I worked in Unilever for just two months, two months plus, um, because I had to go for my NYC, obviously. Went to Abuja for my NYC in a radio station, um, came back, was trying to see if I could, you know, try out photography or, yeah. you know, consult for companies, you know, with my graphic skills. And I was, in my head, I was like, you know, a good art person. <laughs> so I was, every, every, you know, now and again, I would get somebody to reach out to me for, you know, to sit down and, have a conversation about working with their brand to build content yeah. and stuff like that. But it was not until April I got this um, call from somebody I couldn't pick. And this person followed up with an email saying that they wanted me to come and work in a company called Andela. Uh, they had seen my images, they wanted somebody to handle documenting mm-hmm. the story of the company. Um, so I eventually went for the interview like two days, just it was like a sit down, like, you know, chat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to work in one of the coolest places to work in Nigeria um, for two years, three months. And when I decided, you know what, I want to stop and focus on photography full time. And that was in 2017. Mm-hmm. And it came at a time where I, I felt like I needed, for one thing, I needed, you know, space to manage my mental health. And I just felt it was time, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the beginning of getting to work, the place was so cool that I had to pray. I mean, very spiritual person. Mm-hmm. I had to pray that the time that I need to leave this place, I would know and yeah. I would go, you know. And of course, my parents were not happy that I was leaving the corporate environment. <laughs> but um, when I went to talk to them, I told them I'm not coming to take permission. I'm just telling you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Basically, I know that your first page should must have come like way before then, or did it yes. come after? No. So, like, how was your first page shoot experience? Like, oh my God, I've been money for photography. My first page shoot was actually in uni, in my final final year, twenty thirteen. I can never forget. It was a fashion shoot for you know. So I went to Covenant University, and like a lot of people, you know, went into fashion designing while I was there. Um, and this friend of mine wanted to do. A collection, a ten-piece collection. <laughs> it was a ten-piece collection. I remember I collected ten thousand naira for it. Ten thousand. And keep in mind, you're in a school where, like, you know, your pocket money is twenty thousand naira, fifteen thousand naira, and then I was getting ten thousand naira for a shoot. After for working one day or so, I was like, ah, ah money. <laughs> Morning, I was like, ah, yes, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm doing something. So I did not collect pocket money from my parents that period. I was like, ah, don't worry, I can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can never forget. Yeah, that was that was an interesting experience. Yeah, uh, I got ten thousand uh, 
um, for my first one, my first gigs. I was like, okay, I could do something with this. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so, like, um, after you decided to leave Mandela mm -hmm. and just really focus on photography, mm -hmm. like, um, in those early days, like, what is, um, like, what would you, could you share, like, a core memory from those early days of focusing just on photography? Okay, so just as I left, I did a job for Domino's Pizza. Okay. I can remember I was very upset about that gig because, for one, they, they didn't pay me what I wanted yeah. and the work was a lot. I can never forget. <laughs> Let me know into details. <laughs> but yeah, I was not happy at the, but yeah, so I, I had that, that money mm -hmm. and I tried to spread it. Um, and I prepared myself for it, but I don't think I prepare enough for brokenness. <laughs> because after a while, of course, that money dwindled, and I wasn't seeing work. Um, I think it. I think this um, photography, you know, jobs are seasonal in this country, especially. Um, there's sometimes where like things go really high, and then there's sometimes where like two months, three months, you don't see any work. So. Coincidentally, I quit during those that 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 <laughs> period, so I didn't see work for like almost two three months after that Domino's job, and maybe one small thing here, one small thing there, and I wasn't charging a lot, so I was broke and <laughs> I was in bed a lot. Like I would wake up in the morning, I want to stand up from my room, I don't want to come out of my bed, and then uh, yeah, I was it, it, just, it was just a, a you know, but I like I said, I prepared my mind for it. Yeah. I knew that there, there, you know, there might be a period where I may not get work because I have to do a lot to put myself out there yeah. and get my, you know, get myself, you know, that publicity to be able to get the work. So um, it was just a, you know, phase for me. Yeah. I prepared for it mentally, but it was not enough because, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but eventually things began to pick up, I think, a few months after. Mm -hmm. And um, it's been small, small growth here and there. I'm blessed. Okay, so like, um, how, okay, let me think of how to say this question, right? right. So basically, um, putting yourself out there is really, really important of as course, a photographer. Of course. So what would you say was like your, did you have a strategy for it specifically? Like say, okay, this and this is how I'm going to get about this, or it was mainly just vibes? Or so I think that the way this country works <laughs> is just very peculiar. You can have all the plans, right? You can have your expectations. You can put, you know, strategies in place and everything. But Nigeria will humble you. <laughs> That's the way I think. I feel about it. like you think that okay, these are the things that I need to do, and then you realize that these things don't work. Yeah. So I had. So my approach was more of a, okay, yes, I have a plan, mm -hmm. but I'm open to. So the plan is fluid. So my, my, my plan was simply this. The only way I know that you can get better and get out there is to create. So I create, see, I created a lot. I was just shooting, I was just shooting. I was working with any and everybody. And, and the more you work with people, the more they told more people about you, the more you, you know. So I, 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 I resigned to the fact that I was going to do some free work. And I did that. I did some unpaid work. I did some personal work. I was just creating, 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 and posting on social media. You know, if I see one job here, I'll take it out. My, so, um, if from the money perspective, I was saving way more than I was spending. Mm -hmm. You understand what I say? So, if I say, you say I earn 100K from a shoot, 
20k is my money out of that and the remaining 80k i'm saving it like i'm not using it except it like was dire but i would like squeeze myself to make sure that that the money i spend out of that thing is very small until the next work comes and then i do the same thing again so it kind of just it's, for me it was just the situation of uh mm -hmm. trying to put myself out there more by working with and collaborating with a lot of people as much as I could. Then I remember also another thing I did was I was just going out. I was meeting people, networking, telling people, you know, what yeah. I do. You know, I'm a very shy person, but I knew that it was necessary because the more people know you, the more people think about you when they have needs that you yeah. can, you know, provide solutions for. Then, yeah. And then another thing I think I collaborated with other photographers as well. Tried to, I, I remember that I, I would just randomly show up you know, at somebody's studio and just mm -hmm. watch them, you know, just, you know, be in their space. Just, you know, so, yeah, and that kind of really helped. Mm -hmm. Connecting with other people that, you know, work, that do the similar work that I do, um, creating for the fun of it and just, you know, putting my stuff out there. All those okay. yeah. So, um, how would you say that your photography has evolved over the years? Like, what's the journey been like? Huh. How do I say this? So, <laughs> how my photography has evolved, evolved. So I, I consider myself a consistent learner. I'm just always like learning and figuring things out and, you know, reading or watching them, watching tutorials or, you know, listening to things, and trying new things and failing and figuring out how better to do it and just moving as much as possible. So if I was to say, well, has it evolved? Maybe a little bit because, you know, I'm always doing something new and trying stuff out. Um, but in es the, the essence of it, which is myself, yeah. which is my, my perspective, I don't think it has changed much. The, at best, maybe I have more access to some things now than mm -hmm. I did before. You understand what I mean? When I was starting out, I, I had just my camera and one lens and I was shooting everything with that. Now I still get, so now I have maybe more, I may have two cameras, but I end up using one camera, one lens for almost everything. Mm -hmm. Because that's just like how I, where I, come, where I came from. I, I had to figure out how to make the most of, you know, what I had. Um, but I would say that because of the experiences that I'm gaining, there's more refinement, there's more, um, what's it called now? Um, it's just, it's just I, I guess it feels better, but it's still essentially myself, like me. Mm -hmm. You understand what I mean? I think that's what it is. Okay, fair enough. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to talk more now about the money side of photography. <laughs> So um, how did you, um, okay, you already said your dad helped you with your first camera and all of that. Keep in mind I had to pay back. Oh, you I did mention money? it, yes. I had to pay it back. <laughs> it was not like a dash, no. It was a, you be able to, he said, he asked two questions. One, it's not affect your studies. Two, you'll pay me back this month. So I paid back, I paid back, I paid it back, yeah. Oh. yeah I paid back for it over time. Uh, okay. It wasn't immediately. He, of course, it's my father. So <laughs> I paid over a year. He collected the money. Yeah. So, um, how did you navigate like funding and just you know just trying to be better? Because yeah, of course, you made 
vestiges of what you had mm -hmm. uh, at each point in time. Yes. But like, obviously, as you're trying to be better, you're trying to up your game, you mm -hmm. need more things. Mm -hmm. So how did you, um, <laughs> how did you navigate for Let me be days? honest. Okay, so two things. One, I've never been a fan of loans. Yeah. Or, or I don't know how to describe it. So I, 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 I do my best to work for, for it. Mm -hmm. If I want something now, if there's something I want to buy, there's something I wanted to buy. I was telling my friend um, over the phone yesterday that I wanted to buy a tablet since 2017, like an iPad. I had a Samsung tablet from 2015, yes-ish, up until I just gave it up recently. I said I wanted to buy an iPad for this long. Time. I've seen no button till now. It's not like, and it's not like I don't have the money, yeah. but I don't have the, I, I would say that I, I don't want to, how do I describe it? I can I can afford to buy it mm -hmm. comfortably without you know blinking. But I feel like I want to be able to buy it and not feel it at all. Yeah. You understand what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know how to explain that. I, let me see if I can restate it. I can afford it comfortably and you know I'll be fine. No questions asked. Do I want to use the money I have to buy it? No. <laughs> I want to be able to say, okay, you know what? I get this excess money. Yeah. And then out of that excess money, I now, you know, bring it out. And, <laughs> well, and who? Is when is anybody ever going to have excess money? Oh, you can <laughs> have excess money. Money money that you get, even if it's worked, worked for. Yeah. Money that you get that you did not, you did not budget for anything. You did not plan for it. And you don't need to save it because you have savings. Yeah. That's, that feels kind of... It's like you're spending money for, you know, okay, I have money to splurge right now. Or I want to mm -hmm. buy something nice for myself. That's what it is. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Uh, I think, yes. Um, so we're already like rounding up now. Um, did that answer your question though? You, you kind of did. I did? Yeah. The how do you I said fund? Funding and okay, yes, yes, yes. But but the last after you remember I mentioned that my dad got me a camera. Huh. What part of this story should I tell you? Okay, anyway. So <laughs> so I did not have the camera by the time I finished school. Oh my god. <laughs> what happened? This is a bit personal, but it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. If you you might decide to leave it in, you might decide to take it out. So I sowed it as a seed in the church in the school. Oh, okay. As I was graduating, I kind of a you know what? I don't know how to describe it. New phase, you know, yeah. anointing, um, personal, you know, growth as a you know Christian and as a creator that you know dedicating even my livelihood to you yeah. to god exactly that kind of thing and i felt led to do it and i did it as i remember that by that time i had like two lenses a tripod i just took everything to the chaplain's office and dropped it and prayed he prayed for me and i left yeah. so i didn't have a camera for a period of time after i was done school and then my mom now said, okay, she'll borrow me money. Because I had just, this was just before I started working at Unilever. Yeah. So she gave me some, another 90K, I can never forget, to buy another camera. So that camera I used from 2013 up until 2015. In 2015, a friend of mine called me from the US and we were talking and everything. And she's like, you know, Alex, you've been telling me, you've been talking, like, I've seen that you said you wanted to change your camera, but you've not changed it. So I have one that I'm not using. 
let me give you your payback over the next year. But let me help you buy. It was, it was around that November where there was like Black Friday. Yeah. So she was like, let me buy this camera for you and you pay me back all that. And I paid back the following year. First of all, it was a shock, you know. And, you know, she helped me get the camera. She sent it to me, got it to Nigeria. Used that for another, up until 2020. That's 2016, January till 2021 now. But the camera that's, I, the major camera I use now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that is another way that, you know, has helped that the one the one thing I can I can I can't deny the fact that you know at one at one point in the other I've had help. Yeah. Um, you know. It's not like I could not even afford the camera then. It's just it was not disposable income. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I had the I had a nine to five obviously so I was working at Andela. So I could bring out that money to you know pay for it. But she did not have use for the money. She she mm-hmm. gave it to me to buy the camera and then I paid it back to her. It was just so I can I can admit that I had help at at different points in time, but like anything else, like lenses, mm-hmm. lights, equ- basically almost all the equipment that I've had, I've had to, you know, work for it, buy it because I need it and you know, move ahead. Okay. So um, what would you say for the business part? Mm-hmm. What would you say has been the biggest lesson that you've learned so far ever since you started just focus photography solely? What's been your biggest um, business lesson? The first thing, if you are going to say you want to be an artist in, in Nigeria, chances are you need another source of income at the very beginning. Yeah. It definitely helps because one, it helps you to price better. It means that you are not suffering mm-hmm. or you are not scared of where your next income is going to come from. So you start taking, you know, I know, I know that at different points, if, you know, people have different expectations and, you know, life um, experiences. But if you have a job, mm-hmm. it makes it easier for you to say no to things you don't want. Mm-hmm. You know, at that very beginning, especially if some people will come to meet you. Like I'm not joking. Till last year, I, I'm not saying this year because because I nobody has come to me with the rubbish mm-hmm. offer like that. Somebody wanted me to follow him around Lagos taking pictures for twenty thousand naira. <laughs> this is me being honest. At this stage of my career, and they saw the work that I have, I have done. Yeah. They saw everything, <laughs> and they still came to ask me if I could do, I could follow them around and taking pictures. And their budget was twenty thousand naira. And so, and I was telling people that I, I tell people that at every point in time, you are going to still always get people saying your your price is expensive, your price is expensive. Just own it. Yeah. You understand and prepare for that, and just move on. Like my price is expensive. I understand it's outside your budget. Um, if you want me to refer people to you, I'll refer people to you that will take something closer to your budget. But yeah. Um, yeah. Another thing I've learned, save way more than you you spend, slash invest as well. If there are things and opportunities that you can invest in, invest in that. Um, yeah, those are the things, the money things that I have learned so far. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, I think that about sums it up. Okay. Yeah, thank you so much for agreeing to come on this episode. So nothing about my music, nothing, nothing. Oh, uh, do you want me to talk about your music? Yes, please. Oh, okay, okay. It's my biggest baby right now, so oh, I want great. to like put it out there as much as possible. <laughs> so. Okay, that's fine. Um, so music, I'm a fan, obviously. I appreciate it. And I, I, I don't get a lot of fans. <laughs> so when did you decide to start exploring the musical part? So, twenty nineteen. I think it was one of my lowest times in photography. I actually genuinely considered 
quitting photography for the first time in my life. I was like, you know, I should just go and get a job. I'm just go and get like a, a 95, so that all this life. Because I was getting a lot of people who wanted the work I was doing, according yeah. to them, amazing work that you were doing, but they weren't willing to pay for it. And it's not like I still don't get that now, but like, I would say that I collect enough that when those people come around, I'm not phased. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? So I'm kind of in a old and But that time, I, I, it's not even, and it's not even like I was broke. It was just a, you know, I, th I don't want to say a turning point for me. It was just, it just felt like the work I was doing was a bit monotonous. I was always like, mm -hmm. you know, trying to do what the clients needed and, you know, all of those things. But, so I, I, was, I started seeking other avenues to express creativity. And um, thankfully, music uh, came. I could always sing, obviously, but I never knew or I never thought that I was going to actually pursue music professionally. Yeah. Um, so, um, but then in that period, we were hosting a bunch of friends and some of them were producers. So it, it just kind of made it a bit comfortable to start recording music. Yeah. And I started writing, started recording, and you know, I had help from the people around me. And yeah, it's been interesting experience so far yeah so i just want to talk about your first single okay. so what's your first single um how was pushing your music out like for you <laughs> so let me be honest yeah um starting out the music my goal was not to blow as you know yeah. people say my goal is not necessarily to blow I just wanted people to listen to the music and i had zero clue i didn't have any help i just to just my friends you know and i, I pushed i used one platform DistroKid, I never forget, to publish it. And I just started, you know, talking about it. Funny story, I shot a music video for it, but it didn't, I didn't finish. I, like, there was just something off about it, so I just let it be. Ah, I, didn't, I didn't put it out. On behalf of your fans, we demand for it. <laughs> ah, yeah, I, I don't know. I really I don't love know. that yeah. song. It's mood, right? Yes, it's and good. It was, it was, you know, funny enough, that was like the third song I recorded. The first song I recorded is still not, it's still somewhere on my computer. Are we um, ever going to get it? I hope so. It's a really good song. I really like it. But yeah, mood was just like, you know, um, uh, how, do I, how do I put it? Yeah, it was just an expression I had. The funny thing is that that song, Mood, I had first written the chorus all the way back in 2013, I think. Wow. Yes. That's a long time. It was just a melody and it's literally the chorus i had it in my head for the longest time um so when this opportunity came i was just like this is what i want to do and i worked with the producer to build the song and yeah it was it was I, how did i push it i just put it on, on on all the platforms and talked about it on social media i didn't have any marketing plan or budget or anything like that none of that yeah i didn't have all that oh that's fair enough so we have that single out Mm -hmm. He has sweet something and then your EP is also out. So what's next for you in the music? Uh, more songs, yes. more songs, more collaborations, more releases, probably another EP soon. Yeah, just I'm just so like I said, I, I wasn't looking to blow. I just wanted to get yeah. a lot of people to hear it. And a lot of things I've been doing in the past couple of months is just trying to get more people to hear my music. Um, that's kind of the most important thing to me, and so I've been trying to, you know, push it. I guess it. I guess at the end of the day, both things have to come together. Like 
you for you for more people to listen to your music you have to blow to a certain extent so, yeah so i'm doing my best within my financial capability <laughs> and and yeah because i don't have a sponsor i don't have any yeah, i i create all my content myself um i'm just doing the best i can that's that's good enough mm, so, so any live performances coming up soon that yeah, As at the time of this recording, there's a performance coming up on Sunday. Okay. Yes, there's one coming up on Sunday, and hopefully I'm going to. So I had a live event last December. Okay. Just so it was my event. Yeah. Uh, it was so good. Oh, good lord! <laughs> I I enjoyed myself. And I think everybody that showed up enjoyed themselves as well, and I hope to make it an annual thing if God allows. So let's hope that this year we do another one. Okay, looking forward to it too. Thank you so much for Thank coming you on the so podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank, Thank you for having you. me. So, Thank guys, um, you can catch up on other episodes of the podcast. Um, we are on all podcast platforms, people, and Penny. Until the next episode, thank you for listening.